Welcome to Chapter 1, Introduction to the Real Estate Business. Uh, in Chapter 1, they talk about the real estate business being a big business, and then they talk about it, all the different aspects of it. And uh, it's interesting, and you can read it all through. I don't think there's anything here that's really terribly important for you to really uh, have to memorize and read all the way through. Uh, but I think it's good for you to know that there are these different specialties within the real estate business. And perhaps, you know, you might find that if brokerage isn't something you want to do, perhaps property management is. And uh, perhaps if, if if those aren't something you want to do, maybe you'd like to become you know become an educator. You've got a good background, or perhaps you might go into home inspection, or maybe auctioning. So um, always think in terms of the real estate business of ha as having many different facets to it. And your big challenge is to really try to find the area of the business that you think you're going to like, and that your skills and your background uh, work well in. Uh, the big deal about uh, these uh, my lectures too is you'll notice at the top we've got page two uh, what I try to do on each of my screens is I try to give you the page number that I'm on so this should keep you on track and you won't get lost with me so kind of watch for the page number occasionally I'll give you extra stuff that isn't in your book in which case I'll say extra stuff not in your book so you're not looking all over for it as far as the real estate business then uh, these areas of specialization which you should know is that these are the, the ones with red stars that I'm going to show you now need to have a license so if you're in the brokerage business you have to have a license and in Illinois there are three licenses there's a broker manager license there's a broker's license and there's a residential leasing agent license. Those are the three licenses that are offered in Illinois and depending what you do in the business you will require one of those three licenses. We'll talk more about those later. Appraisers, as we study the chapter in appraising, we're going to find out that appraisers have to be licensed in Illinois. Separate appraisal licenses, three different ranks. One is the appraisal trainee, just the beginner if you will, the certified residential, uh, an, an, a rank up dealing only with residential property, and then there's the certified general uh, rank, which means you can deal with com appraised commercial property. We'll talk more about those with our appraisal chapter later in the course. Property management, if you're going to be in the pro a property management business or you're going to work for a property manager, you will need to be licensed. Financing, I put a gray box for. In fact, there is a license now in the financing area. It's called the Mortgage Loan Originator License. But most of the people in the financing business, people that work for banks and other governmental agencies involved with financing, don't have to be licensed. So give, give that half a, a red star, I suppose. We'll talk about financing in another chapter. Uh, subdivision and development, don't need a license there. Home inspection, we do need a license. It's not a real estate license, it's a home inspection license. Uh, and uh, counseling, we don't need a license. But education, we do. Again, not a real estate license, but a real estate educator's license. And then auctioning uh, does need a uh, real estate uh, auctioning license. So there is an auctioning license for auctioneers. Uh, most auctioneers are licensed as real estate brokers as well as having an auctioning license. So those are some of the categories of the business and uh, many of them as you can see require some sort of licensing. Uh, the real estate business besides being a business is broken up into types of special uh, types of properties within the those areas of re the specialization. 
and most of you would be familiar with these things. There's the residential uh, types of properties. There's retail, office, industrial, land, agricultural, special purpose, and I suppose there are even additional types of real property. But the idea here on page five is just that you know that uh, besides being a big, big business, it's further divided by the types of property within those areas of specialty. So you can be a residential property manager, you can be a residential appraiser, you can be a retail property manager, you can be a you know commercial appraiser, you can be an office uh, broker, you can be a retail broker, or you can be an industrial leasing agent rep, you can be a residential leasing agent rep. So each of those specializations has within it these types of, of, of real property uh, uh, categories. You might want to, you know, be familiar with that. Uh, what's the difference between residential and commercial property? Residential property is considered single-family units less than four, and anything more than four, if you will, five or more units, and certainly the industrial, the warehouses, the office, obviously that's all commercial, isn't it? So single-family, the single-family unit, the condos, the uh, uh, the single-family homes and, and, and the small multifamily one to four units are considered uh, residential and that's important because there are laws that affect quote residential property and therefore they don't affect commercial property so when we ever when we ever classify when we classify something as residential property there'll be certain laws that affect it and again this is one to four units let's examine uh, quickly uh, supply and demand forces uh, it's important for you to know to know in your market area what's happening with the supply and the demand for real estate because this is going to affect price and in order to effectively and professionally consult with your sellers and your buyers and give them good advice you have to know what's going on with price therefore you have to know what's going on with supply and demand in your market area uh, typically price follows demand which means as de demand increases so do prices and as demand decreases so do prices at some supply factors. The biggest supply factor I think you should be aware of is labor forces. As we have fewer skilled people to build properties, maybe they've all left for the big uh, building out in uh, Las Vegas many years ago. A lot of local areas couldn't get people to build because they all moved to Las Vegas. There was so much building going on out there, so the labor force to build fell down. Uh, construction costs are also important supply factors in government controls, financial policies. All of those affect the supply or the cost of creating, uh, building uh, a property. And uh, since they affect the supply, if, the, if it affects the supply negatively, and as I said, labor force is a big one, if, if the supply goes down, okay, price will go up. If the supply goes up, price goes down. The big uh, the demand factor, you know, page seven gives you a number of them and read them all through, but the big one is population. As population increases, demand increases. Well, if demand increases, prices go up. If population falls off, demand goes down, price goes down. Okay, I think we've completed chapter one.
and hopefully uh, with a good reading of that and all the other tools that we've provided for you, uh, you'll be successful when you take the quiz for Chapter 1 that we're going to give you. Uh, as I say, the only rule with the quizzes uh, you're in your quiz packet that we're giving you is uh, no peeking. Uh, make sure you take it just like you would a legitimate exam and then go back and grade it. Uh, you know, we getting something wrong isn't necessarily bad. It's actually good. Uh, if you get something wrong, that tells us that's something we need to learn, and let's go learn it. Uh, so we really are looking, when we take these quizzes, not so much what we get right. We get it right, that's great. But we're trying to find out what we got wrong. That's something that we can work with, and that's something we can learn, and that's something that help us get be stronger when we go to sit for the state examination. If you want to take the Chapter 1 textbook questions, uh, that's found at the end of Chapter 1 on page 9, uh, you can do that, uh, and the answers uh, for the textbook uh, chapter questions, end of chapter questions in the textbook, are found on page 575. So if you like drilling and you like taking a qu a quizzes, a lot of people do. A lot of people learn by simply drilling, 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 and then going back and, you know, uh, missing questions and looking up the answers, that's that's a way to learn too. So if, if you're someone who likes to drill and see how well they're doing and find out uh, what you do, do and don't know uh, by uh, doing that, that sort of evaluation, uh, that sort of follow-up, if you will, then you're welcome to do that. So uh, the chapter textbook questions are optional. Uh, I prefer you do the quiz chapters, however, that, we t that, I'm, that I'm giving you. So uh, good luck with you and uh, We'll see you on, on chapter two.